BYU Cougar Baseball is on the air as the Batcats get ready to take the field. Rockets want deep left field. Left fielder looks up. That is a grand slam home run. This is BYU Baseball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now to get you ready for Cougar Baseball, here's Brent Norton. Welcome to Page Stadium, home of the LMU Lions, as tonight the Cougars and LMU will play game two of a three-game set. LMU uh, won last night uh, by a score of 5-1, to one, joined by Tuckett Slade. Uh, Tuck, uh, certainly not one of the Cougars. The effort was there, but boy, the execution certainly wasn't last night for BYU. Yeah, team played hard, but like you said, execution wasn't there. There's was a big couple of errors in that sixth inning that cost us a bunch of runs, and that was a difference. Had a chance to sit down with head coach Mike Littlewood a few moments ago, and uh, we'll share that with you right now. We are here with head coach uh, Mike Littlewood uh, right before game two here at George Page Stadium at LMU in Los Angeles. Coach, uh, tough loss last night. Uh, uh, saw some lineup changes today, uh, trying to shake things up a little bit. Yeah, I mean, this team, Loyal and Marymount, will, will r- really put the pressure on you at third base. They'll bunt, um, they'll slash, they'll steal, um, fake bunt, steal. They'll do a lot of different things. And I just feel like uh, even though Brian Sue hasn't played third base, for us in the last couple of years, uh, I, I remember back to Georgia Tech when he was our starting third baseman. Um, so I feel comfortable with him having him over at third base and putting Carson in the lineup and, and just going with that and seeing seeing what happens. Then I put uh, Mitch and, and uh, Jackson together. Uh, so so you'll see Brock three and Mitch four and Jackson five and see if we can just put something together in, in bunches tonight. A little more of a defensive lineup then with Carson in. Hasn't play, has played a little bit sparingly lately. Always has a good love and has got some pretty good pop. Yeah, and it, hitting in the nine hole tonight, if you can just put a couple good swings on it, turn over the lineup, um, especially if Jelly can get on, hitting eight in front of him, we can do some things there because um, I think uh, Carson can really handle a bat if we, if we need him to bunt. So it's a little bit different lineup, uh, but that's not something we're – I mean, that's we're not opposed to doing that. We've shown that over the last 30 games. Uh, after losses, this team has bounced back really, really well the entire year. And I'm sure you're thinking of the same thing here tonight. Well, I like our mentality, the way we approach things. It's not, uh, you know, we, we don't get too down or we don't get too up. And so last night I just told them we got to play better. <laughs> I mean, it's that simple. We have, to, we have to pitch it better. We have to play better defense. Although last night I, I liked, uh, there's three, three different times where we hit cutoffs, got them in rundowns, they tried to score at home, and we, we had to make about eight or nine throws to get guys out. Um, so I was really proud of our guys for that. But we do need to make routine plays on the infield. That hurt us last night. And we need to put together better at-bats. We struck out too many times last night and just weren't very competitive. But at the same time, you have to tip your hat to Paeva. He did a great job, and they threw their three best guys last night. I mean, their last guy came in throwing 94-96. And so um, they're good. We just had to play better. You could tell they definitely wanted it, leaving that kid in there late in that ball game. Uh, tonight, uh, Josh Agnew, tell us a little about him, and then, and then we'll talk a little about Easton. Well, he's a right-hander that's going to be about 84, 86, so he's not overpowering. But he's going to be a lot like Paeva last night. He's going to work uh, fastball slider, mix in, mix in change a little bit to right-handers, and he's going to go fastball change, and he'll mix in a slider to left-handers. So he really knows how to pitch. He's a junior. He's been around. Um, we're going to have to get the ball. You know, last night the umpire gave Paeva, and he gave Jordan that, that mid, like low, low knee, mid-calf pitch for a strike, and that – Really, that really hurt us because we do a pretty good job of leaving that pitch down, and last night it was a strike. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, but I'm, you know, I think Easton just moving to him. I, I think he's he's the guy that's going to pound the bottom of the zone. Well, six and zero, an ERA under one. Kid has been really one of the best pitchers in the nation this year. Uh, his seventh start tonight, and uh, no uh, no game seems too big for him. I mean, he's always yeah. ready. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a kid that he's not going to be intimidated intimidated by one thing and. 
I told the guys on the W the, that were announcing this game tonight, I said it's probably going to be the sixth inning. And, uh, and I also said knock on wood. <laughs> but it's probably going to be the sixth or seventh inning, and he'll come out, and you'll go, well, how did that guy go six or seven innings? He, he doesn't have anything. And he's not going to wow you, but he's, he's going to get the job done, you know, 99 times out of 100. All right, Coach. Well, hey, uh, good luck on tonight's ball game. We'll talk to you after the game. All right. Thanks, Brent. That was BYU baseball head coach Mike Littlewood. For lineups and the first pitch, let's rejoin Brent Norton. All right, back here at Page Stadium, the home of the LMU Lions in Los Angeles. Uh, the Lions on the field taking their final warm-up tosses. And uh, that was uh, Coach Littlewood uh, giving his recap of last night's game and maybe a little bit what to look at uh, for tonight. And uh, Easton Walker on the hill. Boy, if there was ever a game that you want Easton to come out and really throw well, t- tuck it, it's tonight. And the kid has been absolutely nails this year, one of the top pitchers in the nation. Yeah, when he's on the mound, you really expect him to just have a great start, and, and the team plays well behind him. It's a big game right here. You want to win, the, you've got to win this series, and you have to do that. To, to be able to do that, you have to win tonight. Easton Walker, an ERA of .93. That's second in the nation. He's behind Chad Sykes of UNC Greensboro, and Sykes, Sykes has thrown 17 fewer innings. Uh, if the season ended today, Walker's ERA would be the lowest in BYU history, and his whip would be third lowest since 1970. Walker allowing just over one walk an inning is fourth among freshmen and 27th overall nationally. It'd be the second lowest in BYU history behind Matt Neal's uh, 1.06 and 011. So the kid is just putting up phenomenal numbers. Hopefully he can keep this going tonight here in Los Angeles as Brian Sue steps in to lead it off for BYU. Josh Agnew on the hill. He's four wins, three losses, 3.62 earned run average for the junior out of Long Beach. He is a right-hander wearing number 13. And Brian Sue, the Cougar third baseman tonight. It's been a couple of years since we've seen Brian at third. Will step in from the right side, and here's Agnew's first pitch. And that is down low ball one with a uh, breaking pitch. Well, again, Noah Hill bat second and Brock Hill will bat third. Well, again tonight, that sun in left field on the left side of the diamond here early is going to be an issue. McIntyre will bat fourth. Clough will bat fifth as he's kind of bunched those two lefties together in the lineup as Sue hits his ball deep in the hole. Shortstop's got it. Throw to first in time to get Sue for the out. Good play by Sogard out there. Shortstop for the Lions. One man out, and that will bring Noah Hill to the plate. Noah two for three last night. Had a good ball game. Seems his energy level just seems to get better and better as the days go on since his injury. Yeah, it really has. And last night kind of showed much better approach and just kind of looked normal. So Hill will step in, the catcher, wearing number 10 on the back of this jersey. And there's an interesting story behind that as Hill steps in. First pitch is a little bit low ball one. He was wearing the same row jersey the day he got hit up in Seattle, and they had to actually cut the jersey off him and uh, so that uh, jersey's been thrown away so he's wearing number 10 with uh, this particular road jersey that pitches over for a strike Stephen Fritzoni is the home plate umpire today Ruben Candelari at first Joy Stegner at second Michael Goble at third base just started here in Los Angeles uh, one man out top of the first and uh, Josh Agnew with the pitch to Hill there's a ball third baseman's got it Steg, or Shearer, and he throws the first for the out. So the Cougars, two ground outs. Here in the first inning, and Brock Hale will step in. Brock a couple of hits last night. He went two for four. He's got his average at uh, 340 entering tonight's contest. 
Well, that's what Agnew's trying to get you to do. He's not going to overpower you. He's going to keep the ball down and want you to just pound that ball into the ground and make his defense work. Big defensive shift for Hale as everybody except for the first baseman pulled over on the left side in the first pitch is a fastball over for a call strike. Escara is at first base, Lambeau at second, Sogard is at short, Shearer at third, Oyama in left, Hirsch in center, and Delgado in right. Same lineup as we saw last night for the Lions, and uh, Cooper Yule behind the plate. Well, Brock had a good night last night. Hit the ball hard three times and got two hits out of it. BYU 29 and 12 coming in. LMU 27 and 18. And there's a looper into right field. Base hit by Brock Hale. Boy, good piece of hitting down uh, there uh, behind in the count. Just uh, reached out and uh, looped one into right field for a single. Yeah, good swing right there. Just two outs, nobody on. You get a base runner on and uh, bring up the new hitter. McIntyre steps in. Mitch has been swinging a hot bat. They moved him into the cleanup slot. He was two for three last night. Hit a ball deep to center field late in that ball game in this heavy air over the center fielder's head. Yeah, I think if he would hit that early in the day, he probably would have had a home run with the way the ball travels early. McIntyre steps in, and the first pitch is a fastball on the outside corner for a strike. And like you said, he's been the hottest hitter the last three or four weeks, so he moves up and uh, put him in the four hole to protect Brock. McIntyre, so back-to-back lefties, and McIntyre and Clough, and then Deming behind Clough. And a quick throw to first base, and uh, Brock Hale back in. Jelilich is in center field tonight, and uh, Carson Matthews, the young freshman, is at second base, and he'll bat ninth. And here is the pitch to McIntyre, and that ball hammered deep center field. Center fielder going back, way back, just short of the track, makes the catch for the out. McIntyre again crushed one, but in this deep 406-foot ballpark in center field, nothing going there. No runs, one hit, no errors, and one man left. We're through a half and any Cougars, nothing. And the Lions coming to the plate on your new skin, BYU Radio Network. This is BYU Baseball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to the ballpark and Brent Norton. Nick Sogard will step in for LMU as we go to the bottom of the first. Sogard, Oyama, and Shearer, the three scheduled hitters up. Cougars with Deming at first. Carson Matthews at second. Jackson Clough at short. Brian Sue at third. Mitch McIntyre in left. Danny Jelilich in center. Brock Hale in right. And uh, Easton Walker, six wins, no losses on the year for Walker. And the first pitch to Sogard looked like he started him with a change for strike one call. Easton is a bulldog out there, point to 9-3 earned run average for Walker. He's throwing 58 innings. Pitch is over for call strike two. Yeah, just an elite strike thrower. Can just pound the zone with all three pitches where and when he wants it. That's what makes him so good. Holding opponents to a 2-12 batting average is Easton Walker, the young man out of Pleasant Grove High School. And here is the 0-2. Ball hit right at Clough. Sogard can run. Clough's got to come up and throw hard, and he throws hard. And Ball is in the dirt. Good play by Deming over there. And, boy, when uh, Sogard's at the plate, you got to be ready. And I think it surprised Clough a little bit. Yeah, it looked like it caught Clough off guard, and then he had to rush it, throw it in the dirt. But Deming did a great job of picking that up first. 
And it's huge to keep Sogard off the bases because he's really the catalyst of their offense. You know, Jax gets so used to that gun of an arm, but when he's got a guy running like that, he's got to be a little quicker. Definitely do. As Kenny Oyama, left fielder, steps in. First pitch over for a strike. Oyama was 0 for 2 last night. He's hitting 232 as he comes into the ballgame. Has 16 RBIs on the year. And here is the pitch. Ball is over for a call. Strike two. Oyama, 5'2", 150. Trabuco Canyon, California. As Oyama batting from the left side steps back in. And here's the pitch from Walker. Swing and foul tip back into the glove, in and out of the glove of uh, Noah Hill. Umpire taking his time walking the ball out to Walker. That ball might have got Noah maybe in the chest protector. Yeah, a little foul tip. quite a bit of time. You usually give him a little bit more time because of that. Well, they should give Noah as much time as he needs after what he's uh, been through the last two weeks. No kidding. It should be on the lineup card. Take care of him. (laughs) I think the umpires probably know. Uh, Yeah, I think everyone in the conference knows. No balls, two strikes to count. And the pitch is a little bit outside for ball one. 326 down the line here in left, 321 in the right field line, 365 in the alleys, and 406 to straightaway center field. And here is the 1-2. Popped up in the infield, playable. In comes uh, Sue now. Yeah, Sue's going to call everybody off. Uh, Easton Walker, that athlete, I mean, he wanted to make yeah. the play, and then finally Sue said, get out of my way and made the catch. Well, there's a, <laughs> there's a rule on the team that Easton, if he calls it, it's his ball because you trust that shortstop in him. He's so good at that that uh, you're able to uh, make every play, but Sue said, nope, I'm making that play. The, the funny thing about it, most pitchers will run away from yeah. that, but Easton, he was locked in on that ball from the minute it went up. He was actually in foul territory on the third baseline when Sue made the catch. Two men out, and Brandon Shearer for four last night steps in. He's another lefty, and the first pitch up high, ball one. Yeah, you know, it was interesting last night, Brent. It was the bottom half of this order that did all the damage, that scored all the runs for LMU. Wood did a good job against the, the top half throughout the day. Here's the 1-0 pitch. Ball hit very well, deep right field. Back goes Hill, back goes Jelich. It goes up, and that ball is out of here. Shearer, his first home run of the year. And in this uh, ballpark, when it's uh, warm like this and no top cover, that ball carried pretty well. You don't see too many balls hit out here uh, to right field. Yeah, that, this is the time of day you want to do it early in the first couple of innings. Jell has tried to time it and just got over the outstretched reach of his arm when he climbed up on that fence, and LMU takes a one nothing lead. Well, Easton gave up one in his last start against Pacific, and then Shut him down. We'll see if he can do the same thing here tonight against LMU. Well, now he's facing their most dangerous hitter right here. So with first base open, you need to do a good job here of locating. Trevin Escara steps in, first baseman. He's got 14 home runs on the year. And the first pitch down low, ball one. That ball got up and out of here over the 365-foot sign in right center. And here's the 1-0 pitch, and that uh, drops in for a strike, 1-1. One one. Cougars uh, coming into the week, ranked 25, fifth in the nation. 
Uh, they've dropped their last two straight. They lost to Cal 3-2, lost 5-2. There's a ground ball right at Matthews, the second baseman. He'll throw him out. And the LMU Lions with one run on a home run. We are through one. LMU 1, BYU nothing. We'll go to the second on your new skin BYU radio network. For more BYU baseball, let's rejoin Brent Norton. Jackson Clough leads off the second for the Cougars. There's a little squibber out toward third. Third baseman picks it up, barehanded, throws the first knot in time. So Jackson Clough right off the end of the bat. Really good play by Shearer to field that ball barehanded. Made a good throw, but Clough was across the bag. Yeah, well, that's one way to get a leadoff single, right? Just a little <laughs> off the end of the bat squibber, swinging bunt towards third base. But, uh, hey, leadoff hitter's on. That's what you want. Take it however you can get it as Austin Deming steps in. And it does look like uh, I think that is Sapiti out in the on-deck circle, so he'll be DHing tonight for the Cougars. Ryan Sapiti very limited to bats tonight, but uh, been having good practices, good BP, and he'll get the start. And then that uh, DH slot, quick throw to first and back in Ooh. safely is uh, Clough, and uh, Clough just about got picked off. Yeah, he did. That was close. So Ryan Sapiti gets the start tonight. He's only had five at-bats this year, still has yet to get a base hit. Another throw to first, and again, Clough, who leads the Cougars with seven stolen bases, back in safely. Well, need Deming to have a good night tonight. When he gets going offensively, we usually put up a lot of runs. Deming steps back in. Here is uh, the first pitch to Austin, and that is a little bit low. Ball one. Austin Deming, the uh, freshman out of Santa Clara, Utah. Snow Canyon High School. Was 0 for 3 last night. And really had, uh, unfortunately, the, the big error at third base. It could have turned 2 to get out of that inning, and it turned into a 3-run inning. Yeah, it would have got us out of that inning. It still been a 2-1 ball game, but it ended up, like you said, giving up 3 runs and just basically was the big difference in the game. 1-0 the count to Deming. And he, big swing, fouls it off for a strike. Ryan Sapiti on deck. He is a, a freshman also, Bishop Gorman High School down in Las Vegas, six foot, 205-pounder. Tremendous athlete, and he'll be DHing tonight. He is listed as an outfielder, and with that outfield stocked with those veteran guys, he's had a hard time breaking into the lineup. But he's going to have an opportunity here tonight as Deming takes a pitch inside for ball two. Him and, him and Matthews, we, you know, we talked about that a little bit last night, Tuck, uh, Boy, there's a couple of opportunities for guys. If kids will step up, uh, they'll play every day. Yeah, it really is. It's all about finding an opportunity to just take over that job, and no one just quite wants to do it. Sapiti, five at-bats, as we've mentioned. Another throw to first. And back in safely is Clough. Two balls and a strike. You've seen him in BP. You've seen him in practice and uh, like his attitude and like the way he's been working. Yeah, he's this hardworking kid. He's strong, strongest kid on the team. 
it's, and it's his turn. Here's a 2-1. Now he fouls that pitch off. He is on deck, but he's not officially in the That's game right. yet. So you also see Keaton Kringlin has a bat when helmet on in the dugout. And the, if, if it's first and second no outs, you might see Kringlin come in. And so... Who's the better bunner? Well, Kringlin is, definitely. Kringlin's actually one of the better bunners on our team. So it's one of those deals where it looks like he might be coming up, but it's not officially <laughs> there until he steps into the box. Two and two the count. Pitch to Deming. Just missed inside. Boy, I thought he'd taken strike three. Yeah, I'm not sure where that missed. It must have been a little bit up. Fooled on the curveball. Three and two the count. Nobody out. Runner at first. There goes the runner, and Deming hits the ball hard. Shortstop's got it. Throw to first. Uh, Cougars started their runner to stay out of the double play, and that's exactly what they did. Now Sapiti will be officially entered into the ball game, and uh, Cougars actually started Jordan Wood in the DH role, and depending on the situation, we knew Wood would never get in the bat, so Sapiti coming up. Sorry, Woody. I know you're looking forward to getting that bat, that uh, first official at bat as a Coug, but it's just not going to happen tonight. So Sapiti out of the uh, baseball stronghold Bishop Gorman High School in Las Vegas. I'm telling you what, Brent, this kid is strong. I was just going to say, power. He's, he's on the all-bus team. You want him yeah. getting off the bus first yes. because he looks pretty, pretty ripped. One man out, runner at second base. And the pitch to Sapiti is well outside for a ball. He'll be followed by Jelilich and then uh, Carson Matthews. And he's just a kid who has put his head down and just work, 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 work. And he's all about it. And so just now he's getting a chance to maybe show that and see if he can, you know, have a big knock for the Cougs here early and tie this game up. 1-0 the count to uh, Ryan. Clough at second base. He's got very good speed, and Sapiti takes a curveball up a little bit high for ball two. Wow, he's that. I don't know if that's in or up, but from where my vantage view is, that looks Looks, like a really good pitch. Looks pretty close. Yeah, well, 2 0 now. Sitting dead red. Sapiti has started one game for the Cougars early in the season. He's played in three. So this will give him his uh, second start. And here is the 2-0 pitch to Sapiti. That's on the outside corner for a strike. Yeah, Umpire sp- makes that strike call right in front of him, right in his chest. So we're right behind him. It's tough to tell for sure. Yeah, it really is. If it's a strike or a ball, you almost have to watch his head as he barks out to a strike call. 2-1 and one the count. Josh Agnew on the hill for LMU. They lead one to nothing. And Sapiti takes that one up high, ball three. Yeah, good at bat right here, being really patient. You know, a lot of times you see kids come in that haven't had a ton of at bats, and they're over aggressive, right? Swinging at fringe pitches. But so far, got himself into a real plus count here and see if he can get a pitch here and do some damage. Agnew in uh, 59 innings has 11 walks, 45 strikeouts. As Ryan Sapiti, the Cougar DH, steps back in. And here is Agnew's pitch, and Sapiti checked his swing. Pitch was called a strike. Boy, I tell you, every time uh, Sapiti's gotten to a plus count here, 
2-0-3-1. Agnew has thrown a perfect painted fastball on the outside corner. A tough pitch to hit. So three and two the count. To Ryan Sapiti. And Agnew looks back at second. Here's the pitch. Outside ball four. So Sapiti with a good at bat there. Yeah, really good at bat. Now Jelich will come up with runners at first and second. We'll see how they defend him. Third baseman right now, even with the bag. Now he's starting to move up a little bit. More than likely, uh, a bunt would probably be a push bunt down the first base side. Yeah, I was going to say, with where the second baseman's playing, man, if you push it that way, it's a hit. Jelilich steps in. And here's the pitch, and Danny swings and misses. Kind of a check swing. And the pitch was out of the zone. And really with Jelilich, it's all about pitch selection. You know, we were talking about it today during BP. He's like, I know, Tuck i got to swing at better pitches, and so I, he's working at it, and he wants to be successful. No balls and a strike. Tough man to double up. Get his bat on the ball, and he'll likely move guys up a little bit. Pitch to Jelich again, a swing and a miss, another off speed. 0-2 the count to the Cougar sophomore out of Laverne, California. Jelic won for four last night, had an infield single, a routine ground ball to the shortstop, and he beat the throw to first base. Well, again, with that speed, put a ball in play and put the pressure on them. Again, Jelic stepping back in. Here's the pitch, another curve ball. This one down low. Runner's going to try to move up. Here comes the throw. Ball throw into left field, and the runner is now going to go back to the bag at third Ooh. as uh, Clough had a hard time. That ball went into left, and if Jackson had been a little more aware, he could have scored. Ball got past the third baseman. Well, the third baseman fell on top of him, and so he was trying to get up but couldn't quite find the ball, and had to, he tried to go and then had to come back. Smart play. Once you don't go right away, you have to go back because he'd have been thrown out. But now Jelich has guys on second and third. Two strikes, though, yep. and the infield's playing back, they so if back. they're giving you a run. Just put a ball, hit a ball to short right here, and, and find a way to get a run. One and two. Danny Jelilich steps in. Agnew working from the stretch. Here's the pitch, and that ball is lined foul down the first base side. Boy, he just waited, waited on that pitch, and then finally pulled the trigger and got a piece of it and hit it foul. Yeah, and that was an elevated pitch that uh, he could actually put contact on. The other ones have been low down, close to the dirt. If he gets pitches like that, he usually puts those in play. Boy, and center field are very shallow yes, he is. against uh, Jelic. He hasn't showed a ton of power numbers. He has power. He just hasn't showed a ton of it yet this year. One and two again. Here's Agnew and the pitch. And Jelic hits his Ooh. ball fouled down the third baseline. You know, he did have two doubles against Pacific last week. He hit one down the line, and he also smashed a ball in that left center in gap. gap. That's yeah, that's right. Boy, that could be great right now. I just love how, look where his shortstop's playing. The middle of the field is wide open. See that breaking ball and just hit it right back up the middle, and it's two runs. Again, one and two the count. Cougars with good speed on the bases, Clough and Sapiti. And Jelich steps in, and here's the pitch. And Danny up the middle. That is through for a base hit. One run will score. Second baseman knocked the ball down. So 
Danny Jelic with an RBI singles tied this one up. Good job by Jelic. Very good at bat. Yeah, it really was. And and uh, Ryan had to stop at third because the second baseman did a good job of keeping that ball in the infield. If it goes in the outfield, he definitely scores. But now you have first and third with Carson up. Good at bat by Jelly right there, finding a way to drive in a run with two strikes. 1-1 the score as uh, Carson Matthews, the freshman from uh, just down south here, San Clemente, will step in. Matthews hitting 274 on the year. Limited action lately. Was a starting uh, shortstop for the Cougars early in the season. Had 73 at-bats, 20 hits. And Carson's got some pretty good pop for being uh, not a very big kid. And Matthews takes that one over for a strike. Boy, Agnew really can pitch. He's got really good fastball command. He doesn't miss over the middle. Matthews, as we've mentioned, 73 at-bats, 20 hits, two doubles, a triple, a home run, 11 RBIs for Carson. And again, like we say, next man up, and if Carson can start swinging the bat, he's going to find himself a position. Throw to first base and uh, Jelilich back in safely. Uh, Any chance they might run Danny here? There's a good shot, especially if he gets to two strikes. Last thing you want here is is a double play ball. Right, they're going to give you a run, but you got to be able to stay out of that double play. A balls and a strike to Matthews, top of the order. Brian Sue up next, and here is Agnew's pitch. There's a bunt attempt. The ball is foul. It's a little safety squeeze right there by the Cougars, and Matthews just couldn't get the ball in fair territory. Looked like it landed right behind home plate. Cooper Ewell was trying to. Looked like he was trying to push it out. He was, yeah, he was trying to get the the free out there because the PD would have been dead to rights at home. Well, you got two strikes now. You just have to battle. Just hit a sack fly to the outfield. You might see Danny running here. Yeah, you might. 0-2. Yule, uh, good good arm behind the plate for LMU. Three-year starter back there for the Lions. And the 0-2, and Matthews Ooh, takes that one. Good for take. A ball just missed outside for a ball. And that's where Matthews is, has got to get better at. He's been struggling swinging at sliders away. He's a good fastball hitter, but when he swings at balls, sliders away is where he's got himself in trouble. But when he swings at strikes in the zone, he's really, really talented and good. Cougars a two-game lead over LMU entering. Uh, they're 13-6, LMU 14-8 on the year. And the pitch to Matthews again takes that curveball off the plate. Yeah, that's a really, really, really good take. If he can mature that way and start to take those pitches and get to fastball counts and then hit hanging breaking balls, the sky's the limit for this kid because he's really talented. Two and two, Agnew again from the stretch. Big lead over there by Jelich and a quick throw two first. You could see the lead he had in the Pitcher decided to drive him back into the bag. Cougars on 11-game road trip. They've still got uh, three left, these two against LMU, and then Monday night against San Diego State before returning home next week for their final three games at home against San Francisco. There's a ball hit up the middle. Tough ball to double up anybody. Throw to first is uh, not in time, so the Cougars score the run. They get the out at second base. And Matthews hit the ball uh, weakly enough that they really had no chance. Cougars lead 2-1. Yeah, I mean, you'll take that. I mean, you give a chance to score a run with the runner at third with two strikes. You put a ball in play, and because it's not hard hit, 
And with his speed, he's able to beat it out, and you're up 2-1. to one. Great answer for the Cougar offense here in the top of the second. Jelilich retired at second base. Cougars lead 2-1. Cougars with one or two runs on uh, three base hits, and Brian Sue steps in. Brian uh, grounded out to the shortstop his first time up. And a quick throw to first, and uh, Matthews back in safely. Carson Matthews, uh, four stolen bases in five attempts this year for the Cougars. You know, we were running a ton early in the season. Haven't ran a bunch of late. Pitch to Sue is outside for a ball. Brian playing to third base. It's been a couple years since he's been over there. As Brian Sue came in as a freshman third baseman, phenom, and then had some arm injuries, and he's kind of moved all over the place. But this kid can really play some defense, no matter where you put him. Great second baseman. Uh, I think Coach uh, Little, or Littlewood said that he might be the best first baseman he's ever coached. Yeah, he's a special athlete. Great article on Sue in the paper uh, this last week about his uh, health condition with his seizures that uh, periodically crop up. And Brian's battled through those uh, over his entire BYU career. This kid is a fighter, and he just loves playing this game. Here's the pitch to Sue, and that ball's fouled over near the Cougar dugout. I was actually laughing with Sue early on in the dugout before I came up here in the booth, and I said, hey, it's freshman Brian Sue all over again because he got his first career start (laughs) at third base, opening day, his freshman year. I remember. And then he played a little bit of third his sophomore year, and then he obviously had the injury. But uh, he's like, "Ah, it's like riding a bike. I'll be fine. Two balls, one strike. Here's Agnew's pitch. There's a bunt down the third baseline. Agnew's got it. Throws to first just in time to get Sue. Really good bunt, but even a better play by Agnew, the pitcher, as he went down and got it, threw him out. So the Cougars are retired. They did get two runs. They got those two runs on one base hit. Or check that, two base hits. And whereas one man left, we're throwing an inning and a half. 2-1, Cougars leading the Lions on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is BYU Baseball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Tommy Delgado leads it off for LMU. 2-1 the scores. We played the bottom of the second inning. Cougars on top as they came back with a two spot in the top uh, two. Well, it's nice to see some good situational hitting. Left a ton of base runners on yesterday. All hit pretty well, but uh, Jelich in center is going to come over and in a few steps and makes the catch for the out. And you get that monkey off your back early in the game. and Well, Cougars, they struck out 14 times. They left 13 runners on base. They committed two errors, gave up three unearned runs. I mean, you talk about the recipe for a loss. That yeah. was it. It was kind of like the worst game we played all year. San Francisco leading Pepperdine 9-6. That's good news for the Cougars if that uh, they could hold on. It was 9-2, I think, a couple innings ago. That's in the ninth inning up in San Francisco. And uh, Pepperdine's got two on with one out there in the ninth. Pitch is grounded right at Matthews. The second baseman's got it, and he will throw Steven Chavez up, out. So one pitch and out for Chavez, and that will bring up Alex Lambeau. Well, it kind of reminds you of the first inning where he got the first two outs really quickly and then gave up the solo shot. So got to make a good pitch here and and finish this inning with a clean inning because 
when you score to take the lead, it's it's just like one of those unwritten mandatory rules for your pitching staff. You've got to put up a zero to keep that momentum. Well, this LMU team's only hit 18 home runs the entire year. They got one in the first by a guy that hadn't had one, and uh, their leading home run hitter is their cleanup hitter, and he's got 14 of the 18. So uh, this is a team that just relies a lot on pitching, a lot on defense, only hitting 250 as a team. As Lambeau had a big night last night, went three for three. Pitches over for a strike, 0 and 2. Again, like I said, it was the bottom half of the order that really did the damage last night. Sun really a tr- uh, problem right now. Third base, shortstop, left field. And that ball coming out of the sunlight and into the shade of home plate is always definitely an advantage for the pitcher. Here's the one-two. Ball hit up the middle. Jackson Clough, easy play for Clough. He's got it, throws him out, and LMU retired in order here in the second. We're through two. Two-one Cougars leading the Lions on your New Skin BYU Radio Network. This is BYU Baseball on the New Skin BYU Sports Network. Now back to the ballpark and Brent Norton. Back at Page Stadium, home of the LMU Lions, as we get ready for inning number three. Of course, Page Stadium is home of the Mikos Blue Monster here, 130 feet wide, 37 feet tall, all the way from the left field line over into left center. Kind of a mini Fenway Park here as Noah Hill fouls the first pitch off. And you've got the old kind, old-time scoreboard out there where there's an actually an operator putting the numbers up. Uh, very, very cool. Santa Clara leading San Diego 6-4. That's still in the first inning. Noah Hill that? fouls that one off. And Pepperdine did win. Pepperdine. Uh, they did win 9 to uh, Sorry, San, San Francisco. San Francisco won 9-6. So that's uh, with that, uh, that gives Pepperdine nine losses along with uh, San Francisco. And uh, we figured that uh, St. Mary's leading Gonzaga up in uh, Spokane won nothing. That's early in the second inning. We'll try to keep you updated on those conference scores. Here's the 0-2 to Hill. Swing and a miss for a strikeout. First strikeout of the day by Agnew, and that will bring Brock Hill to the plate, who singled his first time up. I really like Agnew. He's just one of those kind of bulldog-type pitchers. I love those guys. Don't have overpowering stuff, but he's got really good stuff, and he really can command it. Boy, and he throws strikes. Hasn't come close really to walking anybody, just just like what we saw last night with the starter. Brock Hill, a swing and a miss. That's how I'm trying to hit one over that. What's it called, the Mikos? The Mikos Blue Monster. The big, big 37 feet wall. tall, 130 feet wide. The only difference with it, Fenway, is it's blue and Fenway's green. Yeah. yeah. Brock Hill, deep short. Third baseman comes in front of him, throws the first just in time to get Hale. Good play by Shearer. So quickly, two men out here in the third for BYU, and McIntyre steps in. Mitch flew out to deep left center field his first time up. Mitch McIntyre batting from the left side against Agnew, the right-hander. 
And here is Agnew's first pitch, a swing and foul tip back into the catcher's glove for a strike. So there's an analytic number that we can follow, and it's called what the hitter's done his last 30 at-bats. And, and Mitch right now is our top hitter in his last 30 at-bats, batting about 425 in his last 30. There's the 0-1 to McIntyre. That's outside. And I and it's pretty easy guess for the second one. You have Brock Hill, who's about 410 in his last 30. So for, for Tony, the home plate umpire, appears to have a pretty normal, maybe a little smaller zone than average. But he's been very consistent back there. 1-1 one, one pitches up high, ball two. Yeah, so far he's giving a little bit wide, I've noticed, but he's not giving low, right? The guy last night was giving low, which was definitely a plus for Paiva, Paiva and Wood. Two balls and a strike. Pitches down low, ball three. You know, and if there's a, an alarming event that's been happening, it's with Jordan Wood. He just hasn't had his great stuff. Five walks again last night. Five walks in his last start, only three strikeouts. Worked his way out of some unbelievable situations to keep the Cougars in the game. So you got to give him a lot of credit for that. But just not having the command as there's a base hit in the center field by McIntyre. As Jordan just unable to really command all his pitches like we've seen him throughout the years. Yeah, you know, he's just been struggling a little bit, and uh, he's the leader of this pitching staff, and he still goes comes to the yard every day and works his tail off to try to get better. Just kind of going through a, a rough stretch, but we got to get him ironed out to finish this year strong. Two men out, a runner on first base, and Jackson Clough, who had a little squib infield single down to the third baseman his first time up. And a throw to first, and back in safely is McIntyre. I'd like to see Jackson just lose a ball into the gap here with Mitch's speed and extend this lead, get him hot again. Clough started the year off just absolutely on fire. Leads the Cougars with 45 RBIs, but he's kind of been stuck on 45 for a while. And there's a line drive left field base hit. Oyama coming over, picks it up. He'll hold uh, McIntyre at second place. Good, Good play out there by Kenny Oyama. On a tough ball, it was kind of slicing back to him, but he had to short hop that ball. And if that ball had been bobbled at all, yeah, I thought McIntyre maybe goes third, maybe scores. As fast as he was charging on it, I thought, man, that might take a bad bounce, and that's going to get behind him. And they're going to score, but uh, was able to corral it. And, and now you got Deming up with two guys on, and see if we can get a little two-out RBI. Austin steps up. He was up the last time and grounded out in the second inning. And Deming will step in with excellent speed on the base pass and the first pitch outside, ball one. And this is where, when when we put up really good runs, Brent, it's because right here, Deming has had big hits. You know, he had the three-run home run against Pacific that kind of really loosened the whole offense up. When he has big hits, it's like, man, here we go. Mike Littlewood in his seventh year down the third base coaching box. Uh, Trent Pratt over on the first base side. Littlewood, 105 wins, 72 losses on his career for the Cougars. And the pitch to Deming is over for a strike. And Mike started his career at Alta High School, then went down to Dixie. Had tremendous success at Dixie Junior College before coming back to his alma mater, BYU, bringing basically his entire staff with him from Dixie and and had uh, continued to have that great success for BYU. A ball and a strike. Two men out. Two men on. 
And Deming fouls that pitch off. And the count now one and two on the young freshman. Well, got to go to work here. One, two count. He's got anything he can throw here. Got to spit on that slider breaking away and try to see something elevated here and get a little two-out RBI. Deming, 87 at-bats on the year, 20 hits, four doubles, two home runs, 17 RBIs. And he's got a couple of base runners on here with two men out. And Josh Agnew from the stretch. Here's the pitch. Deming swings and misses a... Misses a fastball, might have been up a little bit. So the Cougars retired here with no runs, two hits, no errors, two runners left. We're through two and a half, two one BYU leading LMU on your new skin BYU radio network. For more BYU baseball, let's rejoin Brent Norton. Dylan Hirsch steps in. Easton Walker on the hill. First pitch a little bit outside ball one. Hirsch had a hit last night. And an RBI. As Hurst will step in with a 1-0 count. He'll be followed by Cooper Ewell. Squares the bunt, takes the pitch over for a strike, 1-1. One one. Boy, just a perfect evening. Not a bit of wind here in the ballpark. And very comfortable. Yesterday was a little cool early, and then the wind died and worked out to be a great night. It can get cool here. There's a little looper center field. Jelic unable to make the play as Hirsch with, uh, leads off with a single here in the third inning. Yeah, Danny got a good jump at that he one. Did. He was thinking about diving for that ball, and he probably thought, well, my shoulder's hurt, yeah. and I don't think I can get there anyway, so wisely he kind of held up. Yeah, smart decision. That way, if he does miss it, it gets behind him, and the guy gets a double, possibly a triple out of it. Cooper Yule, the catcher, he's a three-year starter. He's hitting 220 this year. Went one for four last night with an RBI. Cougars double play depth in the infield, and Yule bunts the ball down the first baseline. Easton Walker, quick as a cat, off the mound, throws the first for the out. You've been talking about that all year, but the more I watch Walker... I'm telling you, I'm not too sure. He might not be a two-way guy. Can he swing the bat pretty good? He he can hit in high school. (laughs) Throw him out there. Let him roll. So the sacrifice moves the runner into scoring position. One man out. Top of the order, Nick Sogard comes up, left-handed hitter. He grounded out to Clough his first time up. Here's Walker's first pitch to Sogard, and that's just a little bit low for ball one. Again, the... Shade now completely over home plate to the pitcher's mound, so no battle there. But I'm telling you, left fielder right now, Mitch McIntyre, is shading his eyes with every pitch with his hand. Shortstop and third base also impacted. Pitch just off the plate, 2-0. and oh. It just missed outside right there. Close pitch. Two balls, no strikes. There's a ball hit up the middle. That's going to get through for a base hit. And the runner's going to try to score. He'll score from second base. We're all tied up 2-2. Matthews was pulled well over into the hole, and Sogar didn't hit it hard, but 
Hit it up the middle for the single in the RBI. Yeah, Sogard is a pull guy, pulls a ton, and he's Matthews is shaded over that way, and he just kind of hits a three hopper up the middle for an RBI, and like you said, we're tied up. Sogard, great speed. 23 stolen bases in 26 attempts, now at first base. And Kenny Oyama steps in. I mean, this small ball works. They sacrifice and pick him up on the base hit, and that's what this LMU team is all about. We knew last night's game would be low scoring, and without the errors, it probably would have been a 2-1 score. And tonight, again, with two good pitchers uh, looking for the same kind of game. Oyama steps in, first pitch fouled off for strike one. Kenny Oyama popped up to shortstop his first time up as he will step in. And here's the 0-1. Sogard not going, and there's a base hit in the left field. Boy, just slapped one between uh, Clough and Sue. Well, that's what LMU's doing right now. They're not trying to overdo it. They're just basically hitting the ball where it's pitched and slapping it into a hole and doing a good job. Now, Michael Bradshaw, who their pitching coach, is going to head out and talk to Walker. As LMU with uh, three hits in the inning. And we're all tied up at 2-2 here. And uh, Brandon Shearer, who had the home run, a solo shot, his first of the year, is coming to the plate. Lights on here at the ballpark, although they're, they're not needed right now, but they are on. Same two teams tomorrow. That game will start 2 o'clock Utah time, 1 o'clock here on the Pacific Coast. Just found out that the San Diego State game that was due to be played in Lake Elsinore is now going to be played at San Diego State. So when the Cougars travel, when you scheduled this, uh, Lake Elsinore, we stay in the same hotel. And uh, so now that long trip down to San Diego State, then the long trip back for the yeah. early morning flight back on uh, on uh, Tuesday morning. Yeah, Monday will be a... A long day, but uh, it's what you got to do sometimes. A little pending weather. Pitch is uh, a little bit Ooh. outside for a ball. When they say pending weather, they're maybe talking about a tenth of an inch, but yeah. the Lake Elsinore people not. Uh, yeah, the grounds crew there informed us today that if there's any percent chance of rain, anything over 10, that uh, they're not going to let us on the field because it's not their team. So, okay, you're the boss. We'll go to San Diego State and play. One ball, no strikes, says uh, Shearer. Steps back in, and there's a ball hit. Jelic in center field going over. He'll make the catch for the out. Runners unable to advance on the fly ball out. That's a big out right there for Easton, an even bigger out here coming up next in their best hitter. Trevin Escara steps in. He was 0 for 4. He's 0 for 5 in the series. We talked, uh, they have 18 home runs, and this kid's got 14 of them. Far and away, the leader in RBIs with 48 on the year. 310 average, but also the leader in strikeouts. As uh, coming into this ballgame, 53 strikeouts. I think he struck out three times last night. Yeah, he uh, he definitely a swing and miss guy, but if he gets his pitch, it goes a long way. 
Need to make good pitches right here. Nothing elevated. Keep everything down and away. So Ascara steps in. And the first pitch is down low, ball one. Easton Walker this year. Uh, he had, has now given up two home runs on the year. After the solo shot by uh, Shearer. Back in the first, we're all tied up at 2-2 here. Cougars have out hit the Lions 5-4 in the ball game. And there's the pitch. It's a little bit inside, 2-0. Well, getting a 2-0 to this hitter is tough because he is a locked-in type guy that he hits mistakes a long way. You have to really pitch good right here, and 2-0 has to be your best pitch. Two balls, no strikes. Walker from the stretch looks in, gets a sign from Noah Hill, and here's the pitch, and that is a curveball that just caught the black of the outside corner for a strike. That just shows you how much respect you have for him. You 2-0 that you throw a backdoor breaking ball to get your first strike. I say you throw it again. Cougars, I, you know, an 11-game road trip, I don't know if I've ever seen that in college baseball in my 29 years. That's a that's a heck of a road trip for a college team. Especially once conference play starts. Middle of the season. Big swing and another curveball and fouled off. I mean, two and two. We usually start with eight to ten games on the road, you know, in February because we can't play at home the first two or three weekends on the road. But not in April and May. You're not going to see too many 11-game road trips. Well, back in the day, it was a 25-game road yeah. trip when yeah. we started earlier and could not literally get on the field. Literally, 22 to 25 wow. first games on the road. That's unbelievable. But they were, you know, not, I mean, they, they were what they were. You were all over the country. Yep. But midseason in conference play, uh, it's uh, something I've never seen. Two and two. Here's the pitch. Boy, just mm. got a piece of it. Up and off of uh, Noah Hill. Looked like it might have got him on the left wrist. And I'll tell you, poor Noah doesn't need any more physical injuries with uh, with those a baseball hitting him. And he took one that looked like it was off the left wrist. Yeah, just a swing and miss, foul tip into the glove. Like you said, off his wrist. He's a catcher. He's tough. The pitch was about eight inches outside. Yeah, it was a great pitch. Just did not want to yeah. get rung up. So didn't trust the umpire. So he went out and just uh, got a piece of it. Big pitch right here. Got to go to your best pitch right here. Walker again, the right-hander. Long look in. Ascara set it in the left-handed batter's box. And now timeout called by Ascara. Cougars with uh, two in the second. LMU with one in the first. One so far here in the third. As we're all knotted up 2-2. Two men out, two men out, and the pitch mm. again fouled off. Man. Pitch way outside. Boy, if you just keep going out there, if he's going to swing it, he's going to miss one of these times. Yeah. Good spots. That's what you want to do. You throw your best. St. Mary's now up six to nothing over Gonzaga in bottom of the third after they hit a grand slam. So the Gonzaga Bulldogs are in second place behind BYU. So St. Mary's playing some good baseball. Up big early in that series. 2-2 pitch. Ball is fouled down the first base side. 
Got away with a mistake right yeah, there, Brent. Did. That ball was middle in. He was trying to go away. Two and two again to Ascara uh, with uh, Delgado, who did a lot of damage last night in the on-deck circle. And Easton Walker. As uh, Noah Hill getting the sign from the dugout. It's a little bit of a delay there. Now he's got it. And now timeout called by the batter. Michael Bradshaw, the pitching coach, down there calling the pitches for BYU. And here is the 2-2 pitch from Walker. A little bit low for ball three. Yeah, went with a changeup right there, running down and away, and he was able to take that one. So runners will be moving here. So runners moving, three and two the count. Escara still looking for his first base hit of the series. Batting from the left side. And Walker delivers the pitch, and that ball is grounded foul down the third baseline. A pitch again, well yeah. outside, and Escara just got a piece of it. Yeah, he'd have walked uh, two or three times this that bad if he could have just laid off that running fastball away. But he got to hand it to him there. He's a, he's a competitor trying to put balls in play there with two strikes. But that's also a reason why he has a ton of strikeouts because he will chase pitches. Walker only nine walks and 58 innings to go along with those 36 uh, strikeouts. As Ascara will step back in. And Easton Walker trying to get out of a jam here. He's already given up one run in the inning. Now he makes a move to second base. No throw made. Trying to keep the runner Sogard close to the bag. Game kind of grinding to a halt here as uh, both the uh, Mascara and Walker taking a lot of time. And now here is Easton's 3-2. Ball fouled off again. This one came in on the handle and fouled off down the first base side. Three and two to Trevin Escara. He is a junior out of San Diego. 6'1", 200-pounder. Tell him you won the regular conference championship last year and then got beat out in the conference tournament and was not selected to the uh, as an at-large team. Fly ball, pretty well hit. Back goes Jelich. He's under it in center field. He'll make the catch for the out. And Escara flies out to end the inning. One run, three hits, no errors. Two runners left, we're through three, 2-2, LMU and BYU on your new skin, BYU Radio Network. 